Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. I'm bigger and bolder and rougher and tougher. In other words, sucker, there is no other. I'm the one and only dominator. I'm the one and only dominator. So glad Robbie hooked this up. This is awesome. This is awesome. Me too. Isn't this great, man? I love soccer. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Again, and welcome to episode 104 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And we're joined by a special guest for this episode. We're joined by Harjit Johal. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Har is sitting here with a hat on. And I have to say, I am so excited after that game. I'm sitting here with something that sounds quite similar. What about you, Steve? I'll leave that alone for this episode. That's what your wife says, I think, after most weeks as well. But... Fantastic 2-0 win for the Whitecaps. Takes them to the top of the Supporters' Shield standings. Top of the league. Clearly, we're, we're going to win it now. We should just really plan the parade route. I know. Uh, I think Robson would be a good option. Right off City Hall. Bar- Barry Robson? No, no. This oh, Robson I, Street. I, I thought he was going to be there waving his arms about to stop the traffic <laughs> or something. But, I mean, Har, what did you think of, of the, the overall performance tonight? It was a, a commanding and dominating one. I was pleasantly surprised by the performance today. We know the Whitecaps are a counter-attacking, fast-paced team. I think teams expect that, so I know I was surprised to see the Caps maintain ball possession, especially in the first half, and I think it caught the Galaxy off guard. They weren't ready. You know, they didn't look like a team that could just sit back, and they were out of sorts for the entire match. Yeah, I think they were. I think initially they wanted to give up possession to the Whitecaps because they thought. I think they thought they could uh, um, essentially try to counterattack them. Uh, but the Whitecaps, their defending in the counterattack of the Galaxy was effective, and I think that frustrated the Galaxy big time. And they weren't able to come up with anything in the first half, and actually for most of the game. And then I think the second half, it started off the Galaxy had a little possession in the first five minutes. And then, and that's when it kind of fell apart for the Galaxy because the Whitecaps started counterattacking and finally took advantage of the two chances. I, I thought LA were dreadful tonight. Yeah, I were. mean, for, for, for MLS champs, and I know they always start this season pretty slow, but I mean, looking at the stats, first half, Whitecaps had 56.9% possession, fell to 52.1% in the end. But they restricted LA. LA had six attempts on goal. Only one was on target. Two, two were blocked. And three were like off target. Yeah, that the chance was almost like a half chance. It was the Edson Buttle, uh, the cross that came into Edson Buttle, and he kind of like flicked it onto Ousted, and Ousted had to be sharp to yeah. stop that. But I mean, it was what, really one, a half chance. Yeah, I mean it was one save. But it wasn't even really on target. Yeah. But something which Robbo alluded to after the game was that the, the team managed to make sure that Robbie Keane 
and Zardes did not have one shot at all in, yeah. in the game. And I mean, that's fantastic. And a testament to a fantastic performance by both DMs. And for me, I thought Kenil Waston was like one of the man, men of the match. Oh, yeah. Waston completely shut down Zardes. And I think Tybert, and Akeen alluded to it too, that uh, he's used to now Tybert being in his back pocket, yeah. essentially, for the whole game. Russell Tybert, he seems to be able to get under Robbie Keane's skin, not just this match, but in previous matches as well. And I think his confidence is growing after those two appearances with the Canadian men's national team. He was buzzing all around the pitch, and he frustrated Robbie Keane, as did Kendall Waston and Pamadou Kaw. I thought the three of them, including Matthias Laba, they had an outstanding game shutting down the Galaxy and just you know, protecting David Elston. He didn't have very much to do today. No. And I think Tiber, they've obviously found the, the right tightness to have his man bun at. And I think today they need to just like get that, get just the measure, measure it, measure it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's the way forward. But before we talk about some more of the individual player performances, let's hear a little bit of audio now from Whitecaps coach, a very upbeat Cal Robinson and another kind of droopy performance from the, the old curmudgeon or the godfather, if you want to listen to, to Carol Robinson, Bruce Arena. Seven minutes to go at the moment down Portland, and Portland's winning 2-1, so you're top of the supporter shield. <laughs> what does that mean to the club? First time you've ever done it, so. Yeah, it's one game for us, Michael, and it's it's important we won tonight because you know we won last week and we probably you know didn't play as well as we should have or could have. Um, not from the fault of the guys, you know they don't purposely go out there and and try to perform badly. Sometimes it happens and the levels aren't what they should be. And I asked them for a response today, um, but after 45 minutes when it was nil nil, I was a little bit worried because we were playing well, but it's about winning. And you know we managed to get the two goals in the second half against against the best team. Uh, you know, say what you want, and they are the best team. You know, they they prove it year in year out, and you know they got some of the best players. So it was a good result for us, but it's one game, so we'll enjoy it. I've said to them, enjoy it tonight, but tomorrow it's gone because we got a big game on Wednesday. What was the key to the defensive effort today on Keane and Zard? Is neither one of them even got a shot in the game? No. Nope. What were you guys doing right? Well, you can't give good players space. Uh, you know, I spoke all week about Robbie, especially, and you know how smart he is and clever he is dropping into pockets, and he, you know he, he can destroy teams on his own. And we had to make sure that didn't happen. So we've done a lot of work with Matty and Rusty, and I thought both of them were absolutely fantastic today in their work rate. But their un- tactical understanding of what we wanted from them as well, and you know if you limit their best players space and time and don't allow them to get shots and you've got a good chance of winning the game if you can put the ball in the back of the net the other way. Coach, overall, like I know you said it's just one game, but right now you could be first over on the league. You're the first time ever a four-game win streak for the team in MLS. It must, it must be a confident team right now, or you must feel good about the team right now? Yeah, I think they've got to feel good about themselves because, as I said to you, we just put on a performance against the best team. and. You know what we've got to do, as I've said last year as, as well, is is be more consistent. If we're more consistent, then we be, we become a very very good team. Um, I don't want to be a good team 
one week and a, a very poor team the next two or three weeks. It's about consistency. But with young players, you have inconsistency sometimes. And you know, my job and my staff's job is to make sure that we get them more consistent than not. And you know, that's that's part of our focus here. But as I said, we'll enjoy it. It's one game. Um, you know, it's another game off the off the calendar. But we've got two massive games coming up. Obviously, the first game on Wednesday against a very good Columbus team. The way that Kyle and Watson have been playing, winning everything in the air, and I've noticed this right from the beginning of the season, you must be delighted with the fact that you could very well be the best team in the league in terms of your aerial defensive prowess right now. They're just towers. Yeah, I think, you know, people talk about goal scorers and finding goal scorers, but the centre back position is the hardest one to find in any team. You know, when you find a good one or, or good ones, it's important you. you you get them into your team and you get them into your squad and you develop them and you know we've been very fortunate obviously bringing Kendall in midway through last year uh, Carr coming in at the start of the season replacing you know Andy O'Brien and a, another top experienced player and bringing in Diego as well you know I've still got Timmy Parker and Christian Dean who will play parts this year so you know I'm happy with all the five centre backs I've got and I will carry five centre backs I think you need five centre backs during the season so you know they've started off very well um, you know Diego's missed the last two games um, for something and you know, he, he's back in, in the fold on Wednesday. Last three games, the, the team was, it lost out in the possession quite badly in some of them. What was the difference tonight? First half in particular, totally dominated LA and from start to finish, you looked in complete control. I, I just challenged them, you know, I, I see it on a daily basis. They're, they're very, very good players. They've got some talent, this group in here, they really have. And as I said, it's consist consistency. When you when you train from Monday to Friday, there's no you know I want them to work hard. I want them to get that winning mentality, competitiveness between themselves. And you know if you do that Monday to Friday, then it will come out on Saturday. And I see them play on you know during the week, and they're outstanding. They really are playing some good stuff. And you know sometimes we'll get it right, and sometimes we won't, as we've seen in the last two weeks. But it's important when you don't get it right that you grind out victories. And we did that last week. It's, we got it right today, and we played very well. But they've got to start believing. You know. Believe in your good players and showing your good players because everyone can talk talk you up, but it's about doing it consistently uh, and keep doing it over a period of time. Before the game or after the game? Um, yeah, maybe you should ask him. Yeah. Again, maybe you should ask him. <laughs> uh, they were the better team tonight. They outplayed us the entire match. I think they. Uh, Outcompeted us from the start, and uh, it was a big factor in the game. Give them credit; they outplayed us in every aspect of the game. What can you take from this game? You can't take anything good. Uh, maybe personally, every player can uh, look at their performance and, and, and make sure that that doesn't happen again. The, the attack really wasn't. Really wasn't we didn't do anything well tonight. No excuses. How, how much different is this White Caps team than the one you saw last year? Uh, who knows? I mean. You don't know anything this early in the season. So, uh, probably ask me that question in August. I'd have a, hopefully an answer for you. But, uh, right now, obviously, they have four wins in five games, so that's real positive. What, what do you think of Rivera, the new striker from Uruguay? Good player. Yeah. Good player. In the past seasons, you guys have struggled at the you know the start of the season. Is it okay for considering this is a veteran team? That you know you still have confidence that there's time to bounce back. Obviously, a long season. Well, we have what, 30 more games. Yeah. 29 more games. I'm, I, there's a chance to bounce back. Yes. It's a key. He was laboring a little at the end there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what happened. Did you feel like you should have uh, 
there was uh, maybe a better opportunity if you got, came earlier and, and got used to the pitch um, instead of maybe this. I don't think you get used to this, this field uh, that quickly. Uh, it's obviously a, uh, a home field advantage, but it's the same feel for both teams. You know, it's, it, it's a bad surface and all, but that's, that's not an excuse. You know, we could be here for a week if we, uh, if we showed up the way we did tonight, it, it wouldn't make a difference. So that was Bruce Arena, who um, obviously you could tell by his tone was not completely satisfied with his team's performance in this one. And Hello, <laughs> I'm Bruce Arena. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it was a dreadful performance by them, but I think the Whitecaps actually uh, took it to them and made them look dreadful in a way. I don't think it was a, definitely not a given that the Whitecaps could, because it could have been easily one of those games where both teams were horrible. I, I was a bit worried, and as you heard from Robo there as well, We've seen it before, the Whitecaps dominate a half, don't get the goal but have the chances, although they didn't have tons of chances in the first half. But you did kind of wonder, are they going to get this breakthrough? I thought it was going to be nil-nil. I, I just somehow didn't sense the, the breakthrough coming, but I didn't think LA were going to do enough to, to no. get through. But I think we have to look at some, some individual performances. Pedro Morales, back on form, yeah. and it's like, when he's on form, I could watch him spray his balls like all night long. But essentially, I think, and, and the thing is, once that first goal, the, the two goals went in, um, you could see it in Pedro Morales that he was even more in, in another gear because he wanted that third goal, and he wanted that third goal for himself because there was one t- couple times where he made runs at the, at the net and tried to score himself. Yeah, he was playing a little bit deeper, um, but that pass that he gave Manny for, for that first oh, goal, pass, oh, yeah. sublime. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, Pedro's coming into another gear. It's taken him a few games to get going, but I believe now he's tied for the league lead in MLS assists with three. So he's a perfect setup man. He's distributing the ball with his passing abilities. Scoring touch, not quite there, but he's finding ways to contribute to help the Caps in other areas. And that's all you can ask for because the Caps are winning. Everything seems to be going right right now. And Pedro will score, those goals will come. For now, it's a team effort. They're getting the wins, top of the table. It's a pretty good time to be a cap supporter. And the thing is with Pedro as well, and we talked about this in, in last week's episode, most of his goals last year were penalties. Yeah. So, I mean, he's only scored three goals from... from out, yeah, and I think we've maybe expected a little bit... Maybe our expectations were too high of him. And if he gets more than three goals from, from open play this year, we haven't had penalties. That's why he's not got a goal. And the thing is, he, he led... I, and I saw somewhere on Twitter, I, I, I wish I could reference who, who tweeted it out, but um, I think he led either the team or he led both teams in touches today with about like over 80. So that was a huge thing. And he's he basically, like you said, he was coming back deeper sometimes, collecting the ball deeper, getting away from their holding mids and, and just and getting the ball out there. And, and and again reiterate the pass to Mane was just right on the on the spot and probably if they do a pass of the week for the for the for the MLS that would definitely be the pass of the week. Yeah, I think it was eighty three touches for Morales tonight. Uh, it was Mark Weber that, that okay. had a tweet about that. I mean that, that's that's a good thing. I mean this is a team that it likes ball touches. I mean we saw it with Rodriguez a few weeks ago, but I mean Pedro on fire tonight. Yeah. 
Another mention we have to give, Nicholas Mosquita. I think he possibly had his best game as a white cap so I think far. So. I think so too. Um, I think he created like a number of chances himself. It, obviously, um, I, I missed. Uh, I thought it was a pass when he when Rivero scored the goal. Obviously, he was attempting a, a pass, but it was cut off by Pinedo. Um, but the, the just great play and, and great vision there on, on a couple of plays there by Mosquita. Yeah, Nico, he's really stepping up this season. I think he's a lot more comfortable. He looks comfortable out there. He's doing very well in practice. And just having Octavio Rivero here, I think it's helped him immensely. Those two have played together before on the youth national team in Uruguay. You just see them link up, play together. They have chemistry, and you really need that on a young team. And I think this is going to be a great season for Nico. And it's probably only going to get better when they add Christian to share, because the three of them out there, I mean, who knows what they're going to be capable of. And you add Pedro in there, this team's going to be high-flying pretty soon. Yeah. Definitely a bit, little bit of Uruguayan ESP going on tonight, because, I mean, Rivera did well, cut inside, and right away, he just left the ball. He knew that Mosquito was going to take it off his yeah. feet. And, yeah, add in the third Uruguayan. I'm excited by this. Yeah, and then well, we should also, we mentioned earlier about the Morales pass. Uh, we should also mention Mane, who scored the goal from the pass. Yes. Um, a, a, a very solid game from him. There were times in the first half, and we mentioned it while we were sitting together there, I was getting upset because he wasn't making the runs off the ball. Um, he he was basically, there's a couple times when they were deep, uh, Mosquito was deep in the near the, the near the end line, and he was trying to cross it back into the middle, and, and Mane would hold up way, like, just almost at the edge of the box and everything like that, so... But he made the when he got the pass from from Morales made a great run into the middle looked like he was heading towards the far post but then shot it back into the near post and confusing the goalkeeper who a lot of people thought he should have had it but it was a it was a confusing shot and, and, and put him in there. I had a few concerns about Mane in the first half just from everything that you've said there. Um, my, my biggest concern in the second was when he put the ball up his jumper I thought he'd knock some chick up but it yeah. turns out that was for Jordan Harvey so, for Jordan so that Harvey. was okay. Yeah. Um, but that goal, we've been saying, we hope he gets a goal. Will we see a different, more confident Manny once he gets that first goal? And you saw it when Eric Hurtado came on as well. He desperately wants yeah. his first goal this year. And I would have started Mattox on the, on the left wing tonight. I just thought, coming back from Jamaica, full of confidence, that was the way to go. And I had tweeted out about a minute before Manny scored that Mattox should come on, and then Manny got the goal. But, but you were right, Mattox did, did come on eventually. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, I thought he was going to keep running, possibly. I was going to mention that over the Lions Bridge or something. Maddox needs. I think the biggest thing in Maddox training right now, and he needs to go through drills where he can locate the end line, because it seems like once he starts uh, dribbling with the ball, it just keeps going. And luckily, they have those barriers there, also he could go right into the. I I do think pitches are bigger in Jamaica. Everything's bigger in Jamaica. There's more grass there. I thought Kakuda's goal was fantastic. He turned Tommy Meyer inside out. It's not often that we get to see Scooter use his speed, his touch, and his shot all in the same play. Usually one of the three fails him. On this particular occasion, they all came together for him. Now, if he can do that consistently, I think we'll see him starting more and more matches. And you have to wonder how fresh he was having sat out that last game. I think perhaps his legs, his confidence... I think it will only grow, and certainly with goals like that, he's going to be a, a big key for the Caps. And the thing is, uh, Manny, um, it was interesting because you were saying that you know after he gets his first goal, he'll 
might see different Mane. It, it was a little bit later where he um, there was there was another attack and uh, the ball was put up in the air or something like that. And instead of taking the ball down and and trying to shoot it, he actually tried to head it right back into the into the path of Rivero. And so that was an impressive thing. Uh, another guy, well, let's talk about Rivero getting his goal. Um, There's a second goal. And obviously he's going to be, um, that lack of confidence he got from missing that one game without a goal, I think that's that's gone away now. And so I think he's back on his game as well. Yeah, Rivero was outstanding again tonight. And I, he was I, frustrated early though. It was, it was some early frustration, yeah, especially with the ref. Yeah, him and Toledo yeah. did not seem to get along at all. Yeah, I don't think the two of them are, are on each other's Christmas card list. But Rivero, Golden Boot winner. Caps, Supporter Shield winners, MLS Cup winners, Rivero, Golden Boot winner, Rookie of the Year, M- MVP. It's, it's written in the stars. you got to add in Newcomer of the Year as well. He's up for that one. Uh, talked to Octavio after the match. Mauro Rosales was nice enough to translate because I'm not fluent in Spanish, no, how, no matter how much I use Google Translate. Octavio thought it was the best performance of the season for the Whitecaps. He was thrilled to score a goal, but more importantly, very happy that the Caps were able to secure a win. He pointed to the fact that the ball possession played a huge part in what they were able to do out there. It led to chances, opportunities, and they just looked a lot more different with more possession of the ball. And Octavio was very happy. He couldn't have dreamed of a, a better start to his MLS career with the Caps. And overall, I mean, this guy could lead the league in goals. He's, he could do great things, and it's a terrific start for Octavio. So Har mentioned that she had talked to Octavio. We haven't got that audio because that's Har's exclusive, so watch out for her piece on, on her site next week. Mm-hmm. So let's hear the audio that we do have from the players. We're going to hear first from clean sheet merchant David Oustet, defender Kendall Waston, midfielder Kekuta Mane, and your captain, our captain, my captain, Pedro Morales. Victory, David. Uh, talk a little bit about that center back pairing that kept uh, that clean sheet for you, and not only not only that, but the look yourself. Um, fantastic. I think uh, they cleared uh, almost every, anything, uh, everything today. And uh, one of your esteemed colleagues uh, told me that I didn't have a lot to do today, and uh, and he was right. Um, I had an easy night because uh, we did a lot of uh, great defensive work. Team feeling like, like I think depending what's happening in another game, you could be first over in the league right now. For the first time, this team has won four games in a row. It must be a different feeling in this locker room than past years. Um, there's definitely confidence in the locker room, but there's also knowledge of, of, of we need to be even better every time we go in. Now, uh, when people uh, are going to play the Whitecaps, they're going to say, well, they're really good, now we need to beat them. So we need to be even better, we need to work even harder now if we want to uh, keep ourselves up there. And uh, it starts Wednesday with, uh, with the game at home again. The fact that Khan and Waston are just almost automatic in winning anything defensively in the air, I mean, you must have enormous confidence. Definitely. You know what? Uh, they did uh, fantastic. They, uh, like you said, they, they won everything. And, and those two uh, in the air, uh, I think, is going to have a hard time uh, anybody beating them. Uh, now we just need to clean up uh, the, the little play around the box and, and, and st- uh, keep pushing out, and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll look good. 
Kendall, just overall thoughts on the big win, keeping the clean sheet, and now defeating the reigning champions. Yes, it was very important for us to win today because last game um, was a good game. So today we got to continue with the same pace. And thank God we won. So now this game is over. Now we got to think only in Columbus. What was the strategy to keep Robbie Keane and Zardes so quiet? You guys didn't give them a lot of space and they didn't manage very many shots in that, if any? Correct. Just to be close to them because we know that they like to play between each other and they like to make two, um, two one-twos. So that I think that the team today was very compact. We keep the ball. So that give us like a second breath. And that help us a lot because we got a good possession and today we did the things that we didn't do last game so you see obviously that today was a better game for us and we scored two goals two good goals and that is very important for us there's one play in the first half there where you're kind of ramping up the crowd near that corner where you're putting your arms there trying to get the crowd going you, you kind of feed off that atmosphere just the raw the raw crowd noise yeah we sometimes we just need and uh, the people get inside with us and uh, we need um, this thing is is a group thing. Um, us players, um, staff, and the the fans. We are together. We want to make history together. So that's why I I, I did that thing. Kuda, just uh, thoughts on the match? Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was a great uh, great performance by the team, and uh, I mean, we had our chances, and we take him, and uh, I feel like we played we played uh, the whole ninety minutes, and uh, we dominated the game, and then I mean we. Took our chances, and I thought it was a good performance. How, yeah. how, how big is it too beating the Galaxy, not just another team, but the Galaxy? Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's very important for us. Every single game, uh, the fact that they're, they're a defending champion uh, just uh, gives us a lot of confidence going to the next game, and then uh, we are very hopeful. And uh, it's, uh, it's a great team. Uh, it's a great team, and. Uh, you know, we came to this game with uh, a lot of confidence, and uh, we believed that we could win the game, and then we did. So that's uh, a lot of applause to the guys. So it's, uh, it's an important win for us. Did you feel it personally? This was one of your best games of the season. I wouldn't say it's best game of the season. I felt like the game and a goal gave a lot to that. But I mean, I think I thought I played well in Chicago in in the first game and against Toronto. But I mean, the goal definitely completed my performance. If I I feel like if I had a goal in Chicago or the first game in Toronto, would people would say that probably that's my best game. But I mean, it's up there, definitely up there. Well, very, very important game. I think the whole team, all players play very, very, very good. Very good performance, tactical, fresh, and I think they have more possession the ball the last, the last game. I have so many situations of the of the goal, but just, just uh, two goals. But it's very good. Pedro, that, that seemed like your best 90-minute game this season. But you, you look more engaged defensively. Does it help you to move on the attack when you get more involved defensively? Yes, it's, an, it's, an, it's a no problem one 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 play like this. Robo sent me one play in, in the middle. Yes, I need a, a defense more, you know. Uh, but for me, it's no problem. For, for the team, I think... Uh, it's no problem, but uh, I feel good. I feel happy when when you play like this, when you have uh, the the ball, and and now just uh, now enjoy 
this this uh, the game and and now wait for for the next day game Wednesday and, and maybe another another win. So that was the audio from a very joyous Whitecaps locker room. Uh, as always, I like to send Steve into the away locker room. So we, we've got some audio now. Some I really wanted Steve to go in and try and wind up Robbie Keaton just by asking him about the turf. But instead, it's like Har got in there first, as we're going to hear with a fantastic question. So we're going to hear from Robbie Keaton. We're going to hear from a very depressed AJ De La Garza. And Giazzi, Giazzi, Giazzi. Jizzy's artist. Jizzy's artist. I like Jizzy. Let's go with Jizzy's artist. <laughs> He's come on strong. Here's the LA audio. Uh, you know, we have to give, give them a lot of credit. They were the better team, there's no question about that. They all played us. Uh, you know, throughout the whole night and second half, first, first ten minutes, we were on top of them and then, then we get down and concede, concede a goal, so kind of killed us a little bit. And then from then on, they were you know, certainly the better team, got the second goal and then uh, killed the game off. It was a difficult night for you know, certainly for us. Justin said maybe chemistry needs to get a bit better it's still you know only five games into the season but do you think that uh... yeah well, listen they play better than us it doesn't matter about chemistry it's it's uh, tonight that was that wasn't obviously there you know uh, but it wasn't because we weren't trying it was just the fact that they were the better team it was simple as that so sometimes in certain games you just have to hold your hand up and accept it and, and move on and look forward to you know, next week and, and, and try and put things uh, things right so uh, we have to give them a lot of credit Is it a good little wake up call I mean early on in the season I mean to have a result like this go their way where yeah, it, seems, it seems to happen there's quite a lot doesn't it start of the season start off very very slow and then end up you know kicking on and then and then winning it hopefully that'll be the case this year What was the pitch today? The Same as every year we play here Please to know that BC Place is getting a new pitch in May, so the next time. Oh, yeah? Maybe you'll be able to get Grass? Grass? No. Still turf. Okay, well, it's not that good. What did Vancouver do? No, they just just played better than us. They were a better team all all around. They kept the ball well. Uh, They counterattacked very, very well. And at the end of the day, they they, they scored two goals. So, uh, as I said, you know, throughout the whole night. You just have to hold your hands up and just, just accept that. You know, we weren't we weren't good enough tonight, and they were the better team. It seemed like Russell Tiber was your shadow tonight. Yeah, it's the same every time I come here. Is it a different Vancouver team that you saw today rather than last compared Com- to last? Yeah, it's completely. I think if you look at look at the squad now that they have, uh, that Carlo has inherited now, it's a it's his own team now. You know, where before it wasn't really his own team. It was uh, it was from previous managers, so. Uh, even though he had a, still a few few players, but he certainly, I would say you now this is 100% Carlos' team. 
and how good of good of manager that he is and his knowledge of of the game. Uh, so I knew it was only going to matter time before you know before he had a you know a good a good good team that wants to try and play football, very attack minded, and we've seen that tonight. Uh, Robo uh, wanted uh, us to ask you what you said to him before and after the game. Said again? He said he wanted to know what you asked him, what you told him before and after the game. What did I tell him? Yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Because he mentioned specifically in the press conference after What the, did he say? He, he didn't say what he, you said. He just said to ask you what he uh, said. No, no. What we talked about is private. Oh, okay. Gino. Okay. How's it going? Hey, just all around. Rough night. Tell me a little bit about this performance. Oh, again, we not late goals, but second half goals. and um, We did what we wanted to do in the first half. and. That was be even or, or ahead at halftime. Uh, I don't think we created many chances. Uh, the, the final third, you know, for me all the way, all the way up, guys. You know, our passing could have been better uh, the entire night, and you know, we give up two goals. Uh, well, now you're not gonna win many games uh, away from home like that. Not much to take from this game. We just got outplayed, outworked, and you know, all the way around. I don't think any guy won the battle tonight. Johnson, uh, just, just a tough night all around. Um, let's talk about this result a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, I can talk about myself. You know, my teammates, they were good today. Uh, I felt like uh, there was multiple times there wasn't a threat going forward. You know, got to be a threat. Got to put the defenders on their heels when I'm playing up top or out wide. Kind of got run over a little bit by this team doing it fast. And yeah, this team uh, is very fast on a counterattack, you know. So when we were attacking, uh, if we lost the ball, they were running with it already. Just one of those nights where just nothing goes right. I mean, yeah, nothing score. goes your way. Um, the, the, the pit, the surface don't help, but every bouncing ball just was in their favor. It was unlucky, but that's the game of soccer. I mean, even your jersey was misspelled. I know. I heard. I heard. I, I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't know, but apparently, I have two Z's in my last yeah. name. That's funny. I mean, it's it's funny, but it's it's almost emblematic of the way this game. It just it's everything. Everything went. was just off. It was just off. You know. Is still a little bit confidence with the team? You know, in the past years, you guys have started slow before too. Yeah. Um, and then you you have a veteran team that can, that can, you know, keep going and build up to something. Yeah, to be honest, we're one of those teams, you know, uh, that have a lot of veteran players. Last year, I think we started off worse than this than this uh, year, you know. And uh, it's, uh, it's a long season, a long season, and uh, we're going to move and stride forward. You only got one game, only one win in the first five games, but do you feel okay about how this team can kind of come together? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel like oh, okay about the team coming together, and uh, as we move forward, I feel confident that we will get more wins. What did Mac ever do to make it difficult for you and Robbie? You know, uh, they just had a lot of numbers back. You know, they had a back line of four that didn't really go up. You know, their wing backs stayed tucked in, which is uh, good on their part, and their center defensive mid will come back and help. You know, he didn't push too far up ahead uh, up the field. So it's always nice to hear when the, the MLS champs are, are sad and have been ripped apart. And Harry, you've got a really good stat about LA. Well, I was just looking this up earlier to confirm. The Los Angeles Galaxy have not won a MLS road match outside of the state of California 
since August 20th, a 4-3 win away to Colorado. So they've struggled on the road. That includes the playoffs. For some odd reason, they're better inside the StubHub Center. Who knows when they're going to turn it around and get it better on the road. But, yeah, for a home side, if you play in the Galaxy, maybe you'll come up with three points like and, the Caps did. And the thing is, I think the uh, um, the majority of those road wins in California were against Chivas. So it's basically they're playing at home anyway, yeah. so it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Um, and uh, if he, De La Garza did mention that, that, you know, he was talking about Seattle, playing Seattle next week, and he was like, you know, if we're not going to win on the road, we, might, we have to win at home. So, yeah, the, it's a big game for them next week. Now, let's just have a... a very, very quick chat about some things that happened in MLS today. So as you say, Seattle head to LA on Sunday. But they played Houston today. Played Houston today and a very interesting incident, Steve. Yeah, it was a very high kick. I'm sure it's going to come up an instant replay with Simon Borg. Uh, it was a very high, high kick. Um, right straight to like the chest. I'm not sure who the player was that received it, but it was Pineda that got it. And he got red carded right away. Uh, Seattle ended up holding on for that 1-0 win over Houston, but who isn't holding on for a 1-1 win? <laughs> wins over against Houston. I, another thing I loved seeing today uh, was Toronto losing. Yeah. O- always fun to see that anyway. But just the nature of it, they actually went ahead this time. They were 2-1 ahead. And then they gave it up. And then they, they just they blew it up. And i delighted to see Sean Maloney getting his first MLS goal. Chicago, David Akem. Yeah. We're I'm lucky. I think we're lucky. Yeah, I'm really him. glad he didn't play against us. He was really good. Yeah. He's kind of got a bit of Kakuta Mani syndrome in that I think his his feet sometimes are a little bit too fast for his brain, but he looks a really Dangerous. really good acquisition. And Toronto, Joe Bendick kept Toronto to a three two loss. He came up with about three or four massive saves. But then his two goals he gave up, he was kind of blamed for it by a lot of TFC yeah. fans. I didn't. See the uh, the one of the goals, but the what I think the second one, um, I think he was really screened on, so I don't see how he could have had a chance on that one. At yeah, all. although Javinko's first goal for TFC, Ooh, that that was, Bruce, I think that Bruce was the was worst awful. out of yeah. Oh, that was I don't know. He had so much time to get to that. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what happened. He had happy legs or happy feet or whatever you want to call it. Another thing we should mention, the interesting thing was Colorado again, once again, not scoring. Um, I think er, have, that's expected now. No, they have yet to score this season, and I, I think they've gone like 17 or 18 games without a win now, straight since last season. It's so a you shame can for essentially. Because I, I really yeah, like Pablo so Mastroeni. You can essentially call them the, Chief, the new Chiefs of the MLS. I think Pablo got sent off. And let, let's just finish our M- quick MLS roundup with the best thing, after the Whitecaps win, the best thing in MLS. Yeah. Caleb Porter, Oscar Perea. Little handbags, tiffs. At the end of the game, if you haven't seen it, check out Ben Jatta's tweet or check out the highlights of the game. Caleb Porter. I'm trying to think of a nice word to to describe him. Prayer wasn't that much better because he essentially was handing him a Kleenex because he was saying that Porter was crying during the whole game about everything. (laughs) Essentially, it was the big... That's funny, though. It's the big ritual. Essentially, it came from from the ritual incident when ritual was... uh, Ritual was elbowed in the face. Um, That was That's where it basically came from. And then uh, Pereira was basically handed him a Kleenex. Um, Porter said, look at the scoreboard, buddy, and then it, it but, po- but Porter went over with a huge grin on his face, which a, a coach should not do. I think he was smiling because the Kleenex thing was happening. So it was like, we don't, we, we can only see Porter coming. We don't know. Yeah. I, I personally don't like him either, but I'm just saying, like, you don't know what, what the context was. It just was funny to see because we were mentioning that 
you know, last year Robo kept having run-ins with Porter, and then uh, Pert, Martin Pert had that run-in with Oscar Pereira. Yeah. So you're wondering who was taking sides on what side in the locker room. It, it was just fantastic, and I, I hope Porter gets banned for the season from the yeah. touchline. You know, with WrestleMania happening last Sunday, I couldn't think of a better triple threat match. Martin Pert, Oscar Pereira, Caleb Porter. I think we should have a throwdown. Just put three of them in the ring. They can settle it. The winner gets three points for their team. And I say Robinson comes in with the chair late and finishes the match off. Yeah. Let's go old school, ECW. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to find a role for Marius in there as well. Well, I mean, we've, we've got Pedro Morales. He's an he's a old famous wrestling name. You've got Khan Watson at the back. They're the nasty boys. Yeah. Fast guys on the wing. You've got Kakuta Mani, Hartaro, Matix, West Coast Express. Just so many things we could do with this. Yeah, the luchadors. As you can possibly imagine, I had planned to do something with this before WrestleMania, but never got it finished. So, uh, we should also mention um, the women's national team. Are you have 30 seconds to <laughs> No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, as if we were to talk about that. Um, so, let's look ahead now to Wednesday's game. Columbus crew are coming to town, and you know what that means, Steve? It gives me the chance to play... My favourite song from an MLS team. You feel me? And we ain't got no basketball team. We ain't got no football team. So everything's yellow. Columbus Crew swag, baby. Yeah. Yellow gold. Yellow shoes. Yellow beach. Columbus Crew. Yellow diamonds, I want a yellow coupe Yellow swag, Columbus crew Yellow swag, Columbus crew Yellow swag, Columbus crew So that was the edited version of my song there. Uh, if you want to, to hear the original, just Google it. But anyway, as we say, Columbus coming to town, Whitecaps going for five in a row. Yeah, they got a lot of luck in Columbus's last game because... Federico Iguain threw a hissy fit and basically got a second yellow and it's got sent off and he won't be available for them. Absolute ass. It's like... No, it's a good thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, if, if it was one of your players that did that, that's just a ridiculous thing to pick up. Not just a booking, but a second booking for. Yeah. It's, it was farcical. Columbus struggle a little bit on the road, especially out west. Whitecaps are going to make it five. It's, it's in the stars. Robo's going to make some changes. Yeah. I don't. Maybe some minor changes. I don't think it's gonna be a full-on change. Or anything. Well, I mean, he alluded to it. This is what Robbo said uh, about what changes he might make on Wednesday's game. Interesting. You got your first midweek game of the season. Yeah. Do you anticipate making some lineup changes? <laughs> you want to know my team already, dear? <laughs> there, there will be some changes. Yeah, there will be some freshening up in certain areas. So. Yeah, it's safe to say there will be. You know, I've had to leave some players out today, the 18, which was hard for me. Young kids who've done well. And that hurts. But that's my decision I have to make. And I've asked them to respect it. And they will. But they'll all get opportunities. You know, you don't play three games in a week and play the same team week in, week out. So there'll be consistency. There'll be changes. But it's important, you know, the guys left out of the 18 today. I spend some time with my coaches, spend some time. Because they're very important to me if you're going to be successful. So I think there is going to be some changes. I think Maddox probably coming on, right? Yeah, it's 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 hard, really, though, to change a team that played as well as today. Yeah, but I mean, do you do you keep the back line the same? Do you put Rodriguez back in? You know, what what do you think, Har? I 
I would probably guarantee or be very confident that Diego Rodriguez is going to get in there. For Cobb? Yes, yeah. for Cobb. Because we know, we know Pomadou is a bit older. It's short. Yeah, you don't want two games in It's one a short week. span, yeah. you know. Or is this the chance for him to, to blood Tim Parker? Oh. Um, I'm not sure about that. Maybe a right back if you want to. Oh, actually, that's true. Spanager took a few knocks today. Yeah. Oh, Betashu, we didn't talk about him earlier. I'm just going to say he's continuing to be dreadful as far as I'm concerned. So out of position, so many times. But, yeah, let's drop Betashu. Let's put Parker in. Let's see Parker have an outstanding game. Betashu doesn't get back in the team. We trade him, get that salary off the roster. Um, And maybe Rodriguez in the middle or Christian Dean in the middle. Because Christian... He's gonna to have to get minutes. No, it's it's gotta be back. Rodriguez. I yeah, think it's I think Diego all the way. Because Christian Dean, he needs to get minutes before he can play MLS. I think he needs to have a stint at WFC two before he does that. We'll talk about that later. And you've got the match against San Jose on the weekend next weekend, so you could easily put Bedejer back in. He's played. He was from San Jose. He's played with the earthquakes. You could put Kaw back in there. Sure. So it's a short little yeah. rest for some Harvey, of the guys. Do you get Harvey? Do yeah. Harvey get in there when? And but you don't want to, you want to have mass changes in yeah, the back line. Is Jordan still on the team? I haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you usually ask him about trade rumors, so yeah. have you not asked him about that yet? No, I, well, if, what would I ask him? He, he's not in the lineup. He's not doing media, so you know, there's not much to ask. Him. Ask Gersh if he's getting traded for Mike McGee. Yeah, that that was Steve's rumor that he's starting. Uh, in in the midfield, I think we'll I think we'll keep Tiber and Laba because I mean uh, yeah I don't see a reason because those guys are can still handle it and I, Kofi if he's still got that uh, sprain MCL. knee sprain um he's he, I, there's no point of uh, rushing him back in. Do you rest Pedro? That's and, the big and, question. Yeah, put Mosquito in, but the thing is Pedro doesn't play that well in the road, so yeah. you kind of want to keep him in for a, would, a home game. I would perhaps play Pedro, see how he is for the San Jose game. Maybe you bring him on as a substitution in that San Jose match. But we were just talking about how well he played today, how yeah. much steam, uh, confidence, and momentum he's gaining. I would play Pedro. I, maybe, maybe you take out um, a, a midfielder, and maybe you put Earnshaw in. I don't know. No, I would. I would. I, max max changes I would make up front is maybe one. You yeah. don't want to make too many changes. I think Maddox is the only guy that should come in. Uh, who are you want? Who you want to take off? I think probably Kakuda. Yeah. And you don't want to, even though Kakuda again, he, he he has a goal now. You don't want to break his confidence. You can bring him on as a sub as well for that game. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that Earnshaw didn't come on today because yeah. they, they didn't need him because they were no. two 0 up. Yeah. But it's like, are they saving him possibly for some kind of role on Wednesday? Possibly, yeah. The, he maybe comes in earlier than normal. So Columbus, who do you feel the danger men are going to be with Higuain out? I think it's uh, the problem is I I think the I don't even know who they who would go into their spot into uh, Higuain's spot who would be that playmaker. They rely on him so much. Um, I think they're going to be putting a lot of balls from the wide areas. I think a guys like Ethan Finley is going to be a threat, um, and they're going to be throwing balls into like guys like Kai Kamara into the middle and I think they're going to be trying to get those uh, cheap goals in the box well Kai Kamara can always be dangerous I, I, I don't know enough about Columbus I've not really seen I saw that game against TFC so it's kind of hard to, to really gauge what happened there because TFC went down a man so I don't know too much about them I, I'm confident that Whitecaps are going to win I mean Har who do you think anyone in particular we should watch out for? I'm not too bothered by Columbus. I think the Whitecaps will top them over. Maybe Justin Miram, uh, Kamara. I, I think you got Will Trapp. I think Will Trapp might play more of a role in the playmaking ability because he usually plays holding uh, more, and I think he's one of those guys that uh, is a young guy that can 
maybe they move him up in, in, into more of an attacking role. It's hard to say. We don't see them that often. The oh, one, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. You're going to tell me what's going to happen? We'll <laughs> see. Stone we'll Cold see. said so. Well, the Whitecaps played really well last year against the crew, so I am confident that they'll, they'll get the win. But just to be on the other side, you hope that it's not a banana skin. Let's get your predictions in. Har, you can start. How do you think this is going to play out? Well, for this particular match, I predicted a 2-2 draw, but LA Galaxy failed to show up. So I'm going to go with the scoreline that we saw today. I'm going to go 2-0 to the Caps. I think this is going to be the game that we've been waiting for all season, where the Whitecaps are just going to rip a team apart. I'm going for 4-0 Whitecaps. I will go um, 3-1 Whitecaps. I think it's still a two-goal cushion. I don't see them ever scoring more, giving more than a two-goal cushion. It just doesn't seem like in the cards for them. So before we wrap up this episode of the podcast, very quick chat about USL team. Whitecaps, one and one. Finally got their first win. Well, I say finally, it's only their second game, but 3-0 <laughs> win against Austin. Didn't actually play that well, but they got the 3-0 win. From the two games that we've seen, I had a nightmare for the, the Seattle game. I was heading down, my car broke down in the States, so I never actually made it down to Tequila. But... What, what's your very quick thoughts on what you've seen from the USL team so far? I think um, I think they were maybe like caught off guard in the Seattle game. Um, they played them in preseason, and I think they won. I believe they won, right? Yeah, but the thing is, the, the Whitecaps played a, a lot of their starters for much of the game, whereas Seattle played two very different lineups oh, okay. and mixed their starters and reserve guys. So that wasn't a, a, as good a gauge as folk thought. But against Seattle, they were horrible defensive. Yeah. Against Austin, the defense was great. Yeah. And big shout out to Spencer Ritchie, his first pro game, his first pro clean sheet. And he's really going to challenge Carducci for minutes this year. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I agree with you. The, 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 it was a totally, well, it was kind of like a totally different team. There were a lot of changes done from one team to the other. Um, it was good to see them. They, they were scoring goals on the counterattack. Um, and I think Austin was just, once the first goal went in, Caleb scored that. Basically, it opened up Boston, and, and, and they, they took advantage and drove it right down the middle. Yeah, and like Austin, Austin oh. kind of dominated the game, and they had a way, way more shots than the Whitecaps. So it was something like Austin 316, I think. Yeah, possibly. Stone cold. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the, we should mention the one goal, by, uh, it's hard to tell how good it was because, or was it a goalie error because they only give one angle, uh, but the Craig Nitty goal, um, oh, 6'5 center, a little bit of a pudgy guy, but he just struck the ball and it hit the top corner. Don't know if it was goalie error, though. Goalie maybe could have done better on that, but it was a wicked they, shot. I think the goalie ended up in the back of the net with that. Yeah. I had just tweeted, someone was asking me about him, so I said, oh, he's really good at set pieces, but I kind of meant like, like head. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to have a free kick like that. But that, what a strike that was. Yeah. And there was a couple of people, Slamo, our podcast friend in particular, who was surprised that we signed Nitty ahead of, of Derek Bassey. Mm-hmm. Nitty's looked really good. It's another quality centre-back in the, in the Caps. The, uh, the, the Derek Bassey thing, I think he's just been away from the game too long, and I don't think he's been he, his, his skills deteriorate if you don't play for two or three years. Yeah. So I, I didn't expect too much from it. So the White Caps two aren't in action now till next Sunday where they play Orange County and then a couple of days later they play against Sacramento. So we'll keep you updated with that. I'm hoping to maybe get to White Caps two training on Monday, so we might get another few articles coming up on AFTN. So watch out for that. But that's it for this episode of the podcast. We're Stephen Mayer cock a hoop. Not sure what phrase I'll use for Hara in that regard. So let's just leave that. 
Um, but before we go, let's tell everyone where they can find you online. Har? You can find my Whitecaps work at Red Nation online, and you can find my women's soccer coverage, as always, on Equalizer Soccer, so I hope you check that out if that's what you like. Yeah, if you like women, Har's your woman. Um, you can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can also find me online, sadly, looking at pictures of AJ Lee, who announced her retirement from wrestling on Friday, and I'm, oh, I'm heartbroken I did that. not know that. Yeah, absolutely heartbroken. It was trending. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why the, she was getting such hugs from uh, Paige. I think it was. After the game. This has turned into a very wrestling oh. podcast. <laughs> okay, let's stop and, and Her name was trending on Twitter the other day. I think she was number one. I didn't know who the hell she was. Oh, she, she's, she's just beautiful. Absolutely sound. CM Punk's wife. She's a punk. We should do our wrestling podcast. They, they get a lot of hits, probably much more than our fight Can't believe they didn't are. give us any interviews that time. Yeah, we, we try. Har and me tried to get interviews when WWE they were in time. I, yeah. In Abbotsford. <laughs> they did not give a break. I, bad news, Barrett. We nearly had him on the podcast. Next time he's in Vancouver, we will get him on the podcast. But you can also read my stuff online. Um, AFTN. AFTN.ca. Most of the White Cats beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com, so watch out for my stuff on that. So, I'm not going to be on a post-game show after the Columbus game. Steve might do something. I'm, I'm off to see Bill and Sebastian. But until next time, as always, thanks for listening. Take care. And more the Support Shield leading caps. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, freckly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Ah, oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm? Yeah.